Hello, mamas, Laura here, and today we are chatting about the role of a doula in pregnancy and birth. Enjoy! Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today, we're kicking off the yoga and doula series, delving into the history of birth and doulas, and specifically the role of a doula in pregnancy and birth support. Now, this is episode one of a five-part yoga and doula series with the beautiful Louise McGuire. Louise is a doula, yoga and meditation teacher, and a registered nurse, and she is passionate about helping women reestablish their innate feminine wisdom through the transformations of conception, pregnancy, and birth. She also has the most relaxing voice in the world, and I'm sure you'll feel instantly calm once you hear her speak. Louise is also the teacher behind our yoga and meditation videos inside the Pregnancy Posse. I previously knew very little about the role of a doula and in this third pregnancy of mine, I have sought the guidance of my own doula and without a doubt, it has been the best investment I've made. No regrets over here whatsoever. Now in today's chat, Louise discusses her role in holding space for the birthing woman and partner, how she provides emotional and physical support during birth, how she gently reminds the woman of her desires and goals and energetically holds space for calm and peace within the birthing environment. There is so much amazing content coming up in this yoga and doula series. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. In this yoga and doula series, we'll be chatting about postpartum doulas and how they help to support women after birth, the current issues with fear around childbirth, how yoga and meditation can help you during pregnancy, how to practice more mindfulness during pregnancy and ways in which we can connect more with our babies in utero. We also have a bonus meditation exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse where Louise talks us through a beautiful pregnancy meditation that you can use at any stage throughout your pregnancy journey. Now, this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series, along with all our exclusive member-only content, is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus material and listen to or watch this entire series right now, rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, then go and check out The Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and turned it into an easy to understand online program. So when you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will personally guide you week by week through your pregnancy with safe weekly workouts tailored to your specific week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer every single question from my wonderful Posse members so that you can avoid the dreaded Google rabbit hole. And there's also a wonderful community forum where members all support each other, along with an extensive resources library, which helps to educate you on all topics related to pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum period. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode one of our five-part yoga and doula series. If you've ever been curious about exactly what a doula is and how they can help you in pregnancy and birth, then today's episode is for you. Enjoy! 
Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Louise. Uh, for any Pregnancy Posse members, they will already know you because you are our wonderful yoga teacher and meditation teacher inside the Posse. And I've got you on today because you're also a doula and a registered nurse. And I think you have such a wealth of information to give to pregnant women around being supported during pregnancy, during birth, and then after birth. And there's so many things I want to ask you about. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. I'm very excited. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And as I've said to you in the past, I think you have the most relaxing voice in the world. So for anyone listening to this podcast, you're probably just going to be really zened out for the next few episodes because Louise just has this really soft, relaxing voice. She's going to walk us through some mini meditations and things like that. So just be prepared for maximum chill over the next few episodes. <laughs> so as I said, uh, Louise is a doula. So we're going to start by talking about being a doula, what is a doula? Because I know so many women these days still are not very aware of this idea about doulas and how do you find them and where do they come from and who are they? What do they do? So can you start by telling us a little bit of history about how you got into this work and what motivated you to become a doula and then maybe the history on doulas and have they always been a part of our society or is this a, a recently emerging thing? Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, yeah, these subjects I, I can just talk forever and a day about. So I'm so glad to be here. Um, yeah, so my journey to becoming a doula, I initially coming out of school was planning to become a midwife. And I was kind of advised to go into general nursing first and do a postgraduate in midwifery. So that was kind of the plan. But I think then when I started working within the medical system and I think I had a, a short placement as well in the maternity hospital and it just wasn't really sitting right with me um yeah I just kind of felt like I really wanted to connect with these people way more and I think being such a sensitive and empathetic person I could really see so much that was going on but it wasn't within my role as a nurse or as a as a midwife to to really delve into all of that um so i was kind of feeling a little bit lost and um i i continued working as a nurse and was still thinking of the midwifery but roadblocks just kind of kept coming in the way of midwifery and finally i just said oh, i'm actually just going to do i'm going to do a yoga teacher training it was something that i thought i would do when i retired but I ended up just thinking, why am I waiting for that? Like, I'll just start now. And um, yeah, and then so I kind of naturally started teaching pregnant women as well and postpartum. And, and I was really just feeling like I was missing out on this big event in between. You know, I see them. You probably feel the same with your, your clients and your students. 100%. I always say that I actually would love to train to be a doula. It's just not very conducive to having young kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well in the future absolutely and um yeah so I was kind of feeling like oh, I'm just like missing out on this like big event in between and I was reading so much about um birth and learning about it even though I wasn't actually doing a doula training but I had kind of think I had kind of been thinking you know I'll probably do a doula training and I'm just kind of was trying to find it and I just moved over to Melbourne at the time and um and then it kind of happened that a few of my students were kind of like through conversations were almost kind of asking me to be at the births anyway. And I was kind of like, well, 
yeah let's do it so so that it kind of just all fell into place and ended up doing my doula training and yeah it's just it's just been absolutely amazing so now I feel like I'm with the people that I work with through their pregnancy I'm there for birth and I'm there afterward and it's just it's just amazing yeah so you get that real continuity of care and being able to see someone on that entire journey. I think yeah. that's so special. That's a great point you um, mentioned. And I, I do feel that as well is that you see them before and you see them after, but you miss this massive catalytic event in the middle. So if you can, if you can be there for all of it, like that's just so wonderful for the pregnant woman as well. So I love that. Yeah. So can you give me a little rundown on the history of doulas? Like, have they just been around forever? Why do we not know more about them? Do you think it's something that's just starting to gain some traction maybe as like a complement to more medicalized birth and like the fact that we're birthing in hospitals now that people are now seeking out more support services? Where, where does it come from? Yeah, so it's funny really because the term doula is actually um, derived from a Greek word that actually translates to I think like woman slave <laughs> so it's like oh don't really like to consider myself as a slave but I think that was just the term that was kind of coined whoever it was that came up with it but you know in terms of doulas being you know like a support person someone to guide you through it someone um someone else to just kind of be there for you that has been around forever because you know back in the day women used to, it was normal for women to just give birth at home without much support you know I'm talking centuries ago um and it was mostly women around them so those women around them were doulas effectively it mm. just was only the, the term was kind of coined I think maybe in like the 60s when there was this whole kind of feminist uprising and people were realizing just how medicalized birth had become and and just how um almost patriarchal it had come you know become so yeah that's kind of when the term doula was phrased and and it started becoming a bit more of a profession and some studies were done and it was really noticed that this was actually making a huge difference um and yeah and I think I think that's just kind of been growing and growing since then and yeah it is funny because I guess yeah it has been around since then but it's just growing and growing and um yeah I think women are really just kind of realizing you know I guess maybe with with the way technology is and just how easy it is to get information women are kind of taking that power back and kind of going oh maybe I'll do a bit of learning about this or read a few books before I I have this massive experience and um and then they kind of hear about the the doula work and think wow I've never heard of that what is that and, and start looking into it and it is it's becoming a lot more common and actually something that I I reckon a lot of people don't know is that um doulas in recent years as well have have not only been working in birth but have been working in kind of all healthcare experiences nearly in terms of death um you know there's you can be like a full spectrum doula so that you can have maybe like a fertility doula or a death doula or a birth doula so. I just recently heard about a death doula and mm. it, it, I had never heard that term before. And I thought that just sounds like a really lovely, mm -hmm. lovely space to be working in, to be able to help people 
at that final hour of their life. And uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting, something I'd not heard much about before. Like I know very little about birth doulas. I know even less about death doulas. So that's really interesting. So let's say you fall pregnant, you're four weeks, you've just peed on a stick and you've found out you're pregnant. When do you think a best time to get in touch with a doula or to start exploring a doula service would be? Is it early pregnancy or is it more when you're thinking about giving birth? I would say earlier in pregnancy, the better. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, if you give yourself the time, you can do a little bit more research, have a look into the people. You maybe have that time to kind of maybe do a few like interviews, meet up with a few different doulas, see which ones gel with you, which ones don't. And yeah, honestly, the earlier, the better, because I know there's just, you know, like, there's so much to learn and there's so much that we have to to help with and the sooner you kind of get that assistance the better um Mm. yeah I've been kind of toying with the idea of you know giving an extra session the earlier people book in and it even um we can even help with you know deciding who your care provider might be Mm. and you know if you kind of think like oh I don't know should I have a home birth should I you know go to this independent um, midwifery practice or should I go private should I go public they're actually the conversations we would love to help people with so the earlier you seek is out yeah the more we can help with I even had a woman reach out to me the other day and I was saying oh how far along are you she was like no we're just trying but I'm really excited and wanting to explore my options so you know that's amazing Mm. so great could you give us a bit of an idea Louise of the ways in which you may support someone through pregnancy, birth and postpartum. So let's start with pregnancy. What are some examples of how you might support someone during a pregnancy? Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, we can help from the very beginning in terms of choosing care providers and deciding what kind of birth you want. Um, But really it kind of falls back to, you know, education, support, guidance, um I think education obviously is a massive thing and knowledge is power like we all know that so really kind of and and again it's difficult because I think there is so much information out there that like if you're to just type into google you know like pregnancy birth education or whatever it, it will be overwhelming so I think it's really nice having that kind of individualized personalized care because I can kind of have a really good chat with those people and then have a think about all the books that I've read and all the resources that I know and say, I think this is probably what would really suit you and where you want to go with your pregnancy and birth. Mm-hmm. Or I think this would really suit you. You know, everyone is so different. Um, so it's just really nice to have that individualized care. And, you know, as well as education, like I said, there's that support and support is such a generalized term it's quite hard to narrow it down to what that actually means Mm. um and it's also hard to narrow it down because everyone is so different like I just said and what might be something that is really important to one person is probably something completely different to the next Mm. so let's say for example um you know one couple I might have worked with the the best support for them was to do pregnancy yoga and meditation and really get them into a great headspace 
another person might have liked to really unravel a previous birth, maybe a traumatic experience, and that will involve lots of talking and debriefing, um, you know, different guidance practices like journaling, or I might even record like a personalized meditation for them so they can really start to visualize what this new birth experience would look like for them. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, what else we do. And um, I think that's kind of in the earlier stages of pregnancy in the kind of la- later stages of pregnancy, maybe the last few weeks or days before birth, you really start to become even more engaged with each other. And um, we might have finished, let's say, our education sessions, but I'll probably be talking on the phone to them quite regularly and just kind of keeping them in check, especially, you know, if they're, let's say, going overdue and that can be such a stressful time Mm. to just kind of continue to bring them back to, you know, what they want and, um, and helping them to just make informed decisions and feel really okay with them because you know at the end of the day like a lot of people these days are kind of wanting to have these unmedicated births or um, low intervention births but it's more so I think what's actually at the bottom of that is avoiding trauma people just don't want to come out of that experience feeling really traumatized but the the real deal with trauma is that it's really the traumatic experience come about when you feel you weren't involved in the decision-making process and you had no control over it. Mm. So no matter what is happening in the birth, no matter what thing, what things come about, so long as you feel like you were part of that decision and you were okay with it and you understood why it was necessary, then it doesn't need to feel like trauma. And is that a big part of your role in the actual birthing process is to be an advocate for the patient or is that only if the patient feels like they need to call on you? Um, what is your, let, let's talk about that now. What is your role birth, within the yeah. actual birth? Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of advocacy, it's a bit of a tricky one. I would never really say that like I could step in and, and say, you know, oh, she doesn't want that, but it's maybe more about bringing it back to, you know, did you want to ask more questions about this that's about to happen? Or do you fully understand what's going on? We can ask more questions. Do you want some more time to think about this? And just kind of holding that space and just reminding them of those tools that we had previously learned. Because in the midst of it all, it's very easy to to forget about all of that, especially when you kind of have you know doctors and midwives coming in and and you kind of feel like you're out of your own zone and and you maybe feel a little bit disempowered sometimes um yeah so it's just kind of about reminding them of their options making sure sure they really feel comfortable with what's happening and I think as well I'm trying to think of everything now but yeah you know the tools that we learn and that we we practice in the pregnancy, let's say, reminding them to to stay upright and stay active and reminding them why it is that they want this birth that they do, or let's say why they want to avoid the medication, because it can become very easy, I think, in birth to kind of, it probably sounds a bit ridiculous, maybe for someone who hasn't been through it as well, but to kind of almost 
just get so caught up in in everything that's happening because it's so overwhelming and forget like oh there's actually like my baby's here and it's coming through and I want to avoid this drug for example because I know the effect that it might have on the baby and to just remind them of that you know that um connection and I think yeah like I said before it's sometimes hard to explain because I often feel like a lot of what I do is a little bit more energetic and I'm kind of just holding that space and I'm keeping everyone calm and relaxed. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's hard to explain how I even do that, but I think yeah, you just kind of you're trying to keep everyone in check. Um because otherwise you get all caught up in this these fears and the stress of it all and um that's when maybe things start to take a different turn Mm. and I imagine that you're there for the birthing woman as much as you are for the partner like making sure both of them are staying calm and relaxed and feeling control and and are asking the right questions and and whatnot so it's not just and it's for their partner as well absolutely Um, I do I am so passionate about the partner's role the dad's role in birth mm. I really really think it's overlooked quite a lot and it's just so huge it's so huge for them and um obviously they're not giving birth themselves but like it's still such a massive experience and you know yes you're so right i i definitely am there for the partners just as much i do just as much directing them to breathe as i do with yes them. Yes. <laughs> I was talking to a midwife about this and she was also saying that it's really overlooked the role of the partner and they've actually done scientific studies to show that having continuous support, whether that be from a partner or a doula, but just having one consistent person throughout that entire process is really, really linked to positive outcomes in birth. So I think it's super important to have the partner on board for them to understand birth and to understand things that might pop up and different techniques and tools and things that you can utilize within that toolkit. Because I think women also have that hormonal spike to help them through labor. Whereas men, whilst they might have a bit of adrenaline, there's a reason why when you go to visit the mum the next day, that often the dad's passed out in bed because they're exhausted or the partner's passed out because they don't get that same, you know, like rush of oxytocin, I'm sure that the, the birthing woman gets. So I think, exactly. yeah, partner support is super important. And when you were saying before about energetics and how it's hard to explain, I know some people will go, oh, well, it doesn't make sense to me then. But personally, I am here for the woo-woo and the spirituality (laughs) and the energetics. And I remember when I was getting acupuncture for fertility and someone was asking me, how does it work? What does it do? And And I come from a scientific background. My profession is scientific. It's evidence based, all of that. But I said to them, I have no idea how it works, but it just does. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. I think there's so many things in this world that we just cannot explain, but we know yeah. it works. We know that, yeah, like you said, there's an energetic vibe to it that just feels good. And so I think women listening to this right now will be like, yeah, I know that's going to work for me, or I know that, no, I'm not interested in that. But either way, it doesn't matter if you can't explain it as such. I think there's just a feeling about it. So yeah, I think I yeah, think so that's really important. And then, so at the moment, obviously everything's a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not allowed to go 
into the hospital with someone. And it's, it's really mm-hmm. interesting because when I thought about that, I thought, oh, well, what's the point in getting a doula? And how wrong was I? Because <laughs> I forgot about the whole laboring at home and obviously all the pregnancy and postpartum support. So when someone goes into labor, so they're starting to get those early labor contractions, what's your role there? So will you go over and support them straight away? Will you kind of wait until they get into more established labor? Will it just depend on the couple and what their needs are? Yeah, it's kind of all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I always kind of say, and like I said, in those last days, weeks, I'm kind of talking quite regularly to mum anyway, and, you know, sometimes dad too, and um, really checking in with how they are. And I always say, you know, just call me as soon as you kind of notice anything happen, um, because we kind of know, you know, you, you might have your show or lose your uterine seal and, and that might happen and it could be days still until kind of labor starts and same thing with even the waters breaking sometimes they can break but it might take a little while for things to start so I kind of just say like just call me as soon as anything happens it also gives me more time to get organized and um I'll just check in with them and yeah again it's a bit more of an energetic thing get a vibe for how they're feeling what's going on bring it all down a notch because it's can be a bit exciting and with the excitement comes a bit of adrenaline so just kind of remind them like yeah everything is fine this is normal you know you might just want to wait until this and we'll look for these signs and I'll check back in with you you know in a few hours um I haven't really had I'm trying to think yeah I haven't really had a birth where it's been like oh my god the first phone call and I need to rush out the door I I always have a bit of time and it's kind of just like yeah keeping them in check and and maybe giving a few um tools for them to lean into now like if if things have just started off a bit earlier you know go get some rest have a really good meal if you can still eat drink lots of water you know go for a walk if that's the earlier stages and then yeah, just kind of keep checking in with them over the next few hours, every every few hours if it needs to be. And and we kind of wait until, yeah, until they kind of feel like they need me a bit more or until um, it kind of seems like labor is a bit more established. So we kind of look for, you know, certain patterns in the um, surges, contractions, never know which word to use, but um, I, I'm trying to lean more towards surges so if you hear me saying surges I mean contractions just in case nobody knows what that some people don't know what that means (laughs) I like Um, surges it has a really positive open expansive feel to it whereas contractions does have that closed down forced resisted sort of feel to it and I I I think language is super important in birth as well I love it I love language I, I agree it's so powerful um yeah so anyway then when I get out to the house you know and like you said these days it's obviously a little bit different it's at the moment um can't go into the hospital with the couples but again not all but a lot of the people that I work with are kind of wanting to avoid intervention and avoid medication so really the best way to kind of do that is to really really stay at home for as long as possible Mm. um and you'll hear that across the board. But I can tell you right now, having an extra support person there will keep you at home for that little bit longer. Um, because 
I'm trying not to make an over, um, I'm, I'm trying not to tire everyone with the same brush, but a lot of the times the dads, and much as much as the education we do, they're just kind of like, or can we go to the hospital now? Like, let's just get in. But like, as soon as you have someone else there to kind of be like, no, this is all great. Like, everything is fine. And, you know, and then we kind of try to just wait until there's those signs to go into the hospital. And yeah, there was a birth a few months ago that um, even though I couldn't go into the hospital, I, I was at home with her um, for like 18 hours of active labor as well it was wow. yeah she it was it was quite a long one so I did go home for a couple of hours you know for a bit of a rest because I was just getting really exhausted at one point yeah um and then I came back just before she kind of went into the hospital so yeah that's a she and one. and they both kind of say that like they were just so grateful that I was there and the dad was able to get a little bit of rest for example yes. as well because he was absolutely exhausted too and, and he was going to have to obviously go into the hospital mm. and and they had more hours of course in there so um yeah we're and still very relevant <laughs> obviously you're holding space for that woman you're guiding them you're you're helping calm the environment and suggesting things if they're needing help are you also getting hands-on so are you doing some massage or positioning mm. or sacral counter pressure do you do that as well yes absolutely yeah, do do all the things so you know I've, I've done a short kind of course on acupressure during birth so definitely get involved with that I like my love language is touch I don't know if you know about the love language <laughs> yes I do <laughs> I I just love giving massages and, and that's kind of how I nearly show show my love so um Alex and know, is very again, lucky then hey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and I know one of the the women that I I worked with before she was like oh my god when I was you know I was sitting there having this massive surge and Louise was just like massaging my scalp and she was like I would have paid anything for just even that <laughs> moment <laughs> that's the um, only thing I like about the hairdressers if they give a really good scalp massage I don't care yeah. how my hair looks as long as I get a massage <laughs> it's so good and um, and you know when you look into it they say that the pleasure receptors override the pain receptors so if you can get that little bit of pleasure sensation through something else like massage or like a tickling kind of touch um they say that it can kind of override the the pain receptors so mm. um I just things like that and um, you know maybe if the labor is having a funny pattern or is going on for a really long time i might kind of call on um some spinning babies techniques which i'm sure you've heard of and I've done a course with them as well. So kind of just bringing it all in and reminding them to visualize, reminding them to connect to their body and their breath and keeping the energy low. Yeah. I love that. Like you're making me want, I want to hire you for my next pregnancy. <laughs> I think there's something about having that, yeah, that really grounding um, and also feminine energy. I think there's something, mm -hmm. and I know we all used to birth surrounded by women and there's something about that feminine energy that feels really nice just talking about mm -hmm. it as well. Hey, mamas, Laura here. I can imagine 
everyone now running around trying to find themselves a wonderful doula like Louise. It's certainly not for everyone, but for those women who are seeking out more support and guidance during their pregnancy and birth, then a doula can be such a wonderful idea. And as Louise mentions, not every doula is the same though. So you really need to do some research, ask your friends, other women for referrals or recommendations, and then sit down with these doulas and see if they're a good fit for you or what you're looking for in terms of support. Now, if you'd like to learn more from Louise, you can find her on Instagram at Louise underscore Maguire underscore. And I'd also love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura and let me know your favorite learnings from this episode and maybe if you're considering hiring a doula too. Now, in the next few episodes of this yoga and doula series, we will be chatting with Louise about postpartum doulas and how they help to support women after birth, the current issues with fear around childbirth, how yoga and meditation can help you during pregnancy, how to practice more mindfulness during pregnancy, and better ways that we can connect with our babies whilst pregnant. And if you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes in this wonderful series. And if you love today's episode and you want to dive right into the next four episodes in this Yoga and Doula series, you can find this whole series along with all our other podcast series live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So for most series of the podcast, we also record exclusive bonus content for Pregnancy Posse members only. And in the bonus member only episode for this Yoga and Doula series, Louise guides us through a beautiful six minute meditation to help you connect with yourself and your baby better. Inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on things like birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy injuries, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. I will catch you soon for episode two in this five-part yoga and doula series where we'll be chatting about the role of a postpartum doula and how they help to support women after birth. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.